0: Hey friend, so today we're going to chat about a bunch of ways that we can track and measure progress postpartum or really at any time when we are improving our health and fitness that are beyond the amount of weight we lose or the numbers on the scale or how quickly we are losing our baby weight. And I wanted to do this ahead of the new year because I think so many of us might end up feeling pressure to focus on goals to lose weight through the new year and that can be okay. It can be helpful, it can be a measure of health, it can be a measure of progress, it can be a measure of fitness, but it also is only one number, and it can be very detrimental for focusing so much on that, and we're not allowing ourselves to look at the bigger picture and the integrated approach to a bunch of different metrics of progress, a bunch of different metrics of our health, and it doesn't always accurately reflect our health and the way that that might be changing um, for better or for worse, and so I want us to be equipped with a whole bunch of different ways that we can measure progress, so today we're going to go through 20 different ways that you can track your progress postpartum beyond that number on the scale. And I also want you to move away from allowing that number to dictate how you feel. So I want us to move from defining our worth by those numbers and focus more on how healthy feels for you and all these other different metrics that are contributing to that or that are playing into it and that are ways that we can really celebrate those victories along the way um, in addition to or outside of the numbers on the scale. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So I will say, you know, as the new year comes, I think there are so many beautiful, beautiful things with a new year. And one of them is that it's it's a new opportunity to begin again. And I always appreciate new opportunities to do so, whether it's a new day, a new week, a new month, um, a new year, or just time to really reflect and to grow. And I'm very growth minded. I am always trying to, to change for the better and to grow more into who God calls me to be in different areas of my life. And I'm always, always looking to improve and to learn But I do think there's this extra pressure that comes with the new year, this new year, new you mentality. And oftentimes we can basically receive all of this marketing that preys upon our insecurities and vulnerabilities, and particularly when it comes to our body image. And so I really want you to just be reminded first and foremost that you don't have to earn your worth or your goodness by losing more weight, by exercising more, by eating healthier, by... Accomplishing whatever goal that you set, that is not what's going to make you worthy. And likewise, or just on the other side of the coin, you don't lose your worth if you try and fail at something. Your worth is not in that. Your worth is not in success and in these metrics. And so if you find yourself feeling like you have to either reach a certain number on the scale or to accomplish certain goals to either be more valuable or to prove yourself or to be more lovable or more beautiful or good enough or whatever it might be, that is a lie and you are inherently already so. So that's the first thing I just really wanna remind you of. So let's go ahead and dive into the conversation about weight and postpartum progress and ways that we can measure that beyond that. We're going to dive into why measuring progress with the numbers on the scale is not really sufficient. and is not the best way to approach it. And then I'm gonna give you 20 different ways to really track your progress and your fitness other than the numbers on the scale. Something I want to kind of start off and frame the conversation with is oftentimes when we are kind of in this place where society has taught us to think about our weight, especially postpartum, especially as mothers, Um, and just in general as women, I think we maybe, maybe you found yourself doing this um, at the end of or in the middle of this holiday season, you may have stepped on the scale at some point in time and kind of been bracing yourself potentially. And maybe you found yourself letting out this huge sigh of relief if you've maintained your weight or if it hasn't increased, and maybe that was like a permission slip to feel good about yourself. But on the other end of the spectrum, if you maybe saw the numbers go up or didn't see those numbers that you were hoping for, maybe that drastically turned your mood down, you felt guilt, you felt sad, you felt gross, ashamed, fat, any number of these things maybe that you were telling yourself. And maybe then you found yourself spiraling into okay, what am I gonna have to do to push myself really hard to burn off all these extra calories that I ate? To what am I gonna have to do to restrict maybe what I'm eating, um, so that I can lose that weight. If any of that sounds familiar to you, or if you felt in any way triggered through the holiday season, I just I know where you are at and I've been there too and I just see you. And I just want to just really breathe some life and some encouragement into your heart that there are so many other ways that we can measure progress that that may be much healthier for us at the end of the day and so when the scale is used as the main measure of our progress or the main metric of our health and our fitness it can promote really unhealthy attitudes towards our body towards even exercise towards food towards our self-worth in general and at the end of the day, our weight in and of itself doesn't dictate our health. And I remember one of my really good friends talking about how many compliments she was receiving postpartum um, because of how quickly she was losing weight. And really what was happening was she was extremely depressed and she was going through some really severe trauma postpartum and she was just at the lowest point in her life in mental health. And so what may have been viewed by society or by other people as a positive and as this incredible achievement of not looking like she just had a baby, that was not a metric at all of health. It wasn't a positive reflection. And I think this the same thing can go with, you know, you can be extremely healthy and that number on the scale isn't, you know, maybe what society would define or even sometimes our profession in the military, we have these certain standards for our body composition that are very outdated, that are very inaccurate, and especially for certain body types, it is it can prov- promote a really disproportionate body image, and so that is inherently something that we're I think we're wrestling with as a profession. I mean, I know we're, we're doing a lot of advocacy work within the Army, especially, to change those policies as they've changed across some of the other military services, but we're still really behind in the army and we're far from where we need to be and so we're receiving all these messages though from a bunch of different directions whether it's culture whether it's even other people whether it's our health and fitness um, environments that we might be in whether it's social media um, and maybe the tendency to compare ourselves to others and even our jobs that are telling us our worth is in these numbers on the scale or the numbers on a tape measure or whatever it may be and so i just really want to encourage you that you can continue to grow in detaching your worth and your identity from those things. Even if you're receiving those messages, you don't have to let them be so deeply internalized and you can kind of push back in your own heart against them. So that's the very first thing I just wanted to really remind you, especially as we are probably feeling inundated by all these messages as we get into the new year of, you know, pressure to lose weight and all of those kinds of things. Another thing that is problematic about, measuring our progress solely or, or primarily based on the numbers on the scale is that when we fixate on this we're actually ignoring the the reality that fat loss and weight loss are not one and the same we can lose fat we can feel great yet we can still weigh the same or even potentially more because we might be increasing our muscle mass our lean muscle mass but muscle weighs more and so if we step on the scale it can feel very discouraging to not see the number change as we might have predicted or in accordance with how we're feeling and how we're performing. And so it's not an accurate reflection of progress for so many of us as we are, our body composition is changing in the positive direction. And then on the other hand, we may drop a bunch of pounds overnight and think, okay, we must be making great progress, but maybe that was water weight. And our weight is always going to fluctuate day to day. Water retention can be really confusing when we're looking at numbers on the scale and we're focusing on that. And there's lots of different factors that the scale just can't comprehend. The scale does not understand. Eating dinner later, pooping less, or just the pooping habits changing, hormonal changes during our cycles of fertility, retaining more water our actual nutrition, so many of those aspects are going to be changing what our body's holding on to even just in water. And that in and of itself can cause us to fluctuate so much day to day and even within the same day in our weight. And so if we're so tied to those numeric goals and we're we're not only tied to those as measures of progress, but we're also placing so much emphasis on it that we feel like we're not measuring up if that number isn't measuring up, then we're going to be losing sight of what matters most when it comes to our overall health. And we'll be much more discouraged along our journey. So, if we're not weighing ourselves, or if we want to grow less attached to weighing ourselves, how can we then gauge and track improvements and make sure that we're making the progress that we want to towards our goals, especially postpartum, when it is a time when many of us do want to lose our baby weight, we want to, you know, feel more like ourselves again, we want to be more confident in our clothes again, we want to be more confident in the gym and in all the functional things that we need to do. We want to get back to the fitness test. We want to get back to height and weight standards if we're in the military. And we want to see those those body changes. We want to see the fitness changes. So I'm going to go through 20 different ways that you can measure progress that are other than the number on the scale. So I hope that this encourages you to set some different goals and to think about these things too as you make your goals and your resolutions for the new year and just really at any point in time in your journey, but especially through postpartum. So number one is looking at the lean muscle mass to fat ratio. So our body fat percentage, are we getting leaner? And there are so many ways to measure this, but one amazing resource that is available to those who are fellow mamas who are in the army um, are the army wellness centers. And then military one source as well has health and wellness coaches available for free. They can do nutrition planning for you, can have lots of conversations about these things, but the Army Wellness Center is available at many of the different major installations across the Army, and I I presume there's probably an equivalent for other military services that's available, but these are free for active duty service members, for dependents, um, for reservists as well, I think, and National Guards, um, Guard Soldiers, and so this is a amazing amazing resource and they can do very accurate bod pod assessments that can give you those numbers and you can track on a month to month or you know every other or every three month basis and you can see that progress and it's so encouraging to see maybe the numbers on the scale only changed like by maybe five pounds or so but like my body fat percentage changed by five percent and or something crazy like those are huge huge metrics that we might not be able to see if we're just looking at the numbers on the scale So that's a really big one is looking at your lean muscle mass to fat ratio and seeing how the body fat percentage is changing over time. Number two, the second one is measurements. So you could take measurements across different parts of your body using a tape measure. You do this yourself. You can have someone else do it. This is something we, if this feels triggering to you because it's something that is done for you in the military, then this might not be a good way necessarily um, for you. But if maybe doing it on your own terms could be very different and could be, could help you in your relationship with it so that you can grow in confidence that you are you're seeing those changes other than just the number on the scale as well. Another one, the third is taking progress photos. And again, I want to give the disclaimer, some of these things that I'm going to provide early on, these are like a little bit more of the traditional ways to measure progress. And then I'm going to get into some things that you might not have heard before or might not quite be thinking about. But these ones, if they in any way feel triggering to you and they feel vulnerable to you or feel uncomfortable for any reason I want you to just take it take it or leave it so you do not have to do any of these things if they're going to make you uncomfortable and I for one will never be using progress photos of any of my clients or myself in my postpartum program because that can be incredibly triggering and also can send the wrong message that the body in the after photo is inherently more beautiful and better than the body in the before photo and I do not ever want to anybody to feel that way. I do not want to feel like in order to live up to whatever it is that you have to have a changed body. You have to fix your body to be worthy. I do not ever want to send that message. And so if you are going to... Use taking progress photos as a way to gauge your progress. I just want you to remember that looking at those two pictures side by side can be a beautiful way to see some changes that you might not be able to see when you're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day just because you won't be able to see them as gradual, but when you compare side by side, you might be able to see. But I also want you to just remember, again, those bodies are both beautiful in every single shape, size, season, and that the goodness of your body does not change. All right, number four is... Diastasis checks. So, especially postpartum, we are going to have diastasis recti. And so, this is the gap in the center midline of our abdomen, our stomach along our linea alba. This is oftentimes what needs to be healed postpartum because our body has just stretched and made space for baby. And so, the integrity of our core was somewhat compromised during pregnancy. And this is not inherently, this is not a hugely problematic thing, but it's something that we want to address postpartum. Just like any of the rest of our body healing, we want to focus on the functionality of our core. And so the size of the gap matters, yes, but the function of our core in general matters too. And we want to focus on the tension that we can generate along the vertical midline. And so what you might see is oftentimes you might see out there in some of the messaging a mommy pooch or um, a little bit of the, the extra stomach flab that is attributed to diastasis recti. It may or may not be the case, but there's a lot of different aesthetic changes that can happen due to diastasis, but there's also functional challenges and our our core needs to be restored to its integrity and healed postpartum. And so one great way of measuring progress is measuring both the size and the size of your gap itself along different points along your midline And then the other aspect is to assess the functionality of your core, the integrity of the tissue in between along that gap. I show you how to do this in my postpartum program. I show you how to assess your and measure your diastasis that you have postpartum and to measure your progress along the way via video form and describe it for you as well. So that's something that you see there if you dive right in. And number five is to think about as a measure of progress, how do you fit in your clothes? How are you fitting in your clothes? Are they fitting better for you, your sort of normal clothes, but really how do you also feel in your clothes? And so those are number five and number six is how do you fit in your clothes and how are you feeling in your clothes? So we might not be seeing the numbers on the scale changing, but maybe you feel a lot better. Maybe you're fitting um, in some of those dresses that you fit in before, or maybe some of those pants that you fit in before, And so those are some things that I think we all want to get back to that place where we're feeling good in our clothes again. We're fitting in those clothes maybe that we love the most. And sometimes it takes that willingness to part with clothes that are no longer serving us. That may have been for a certain season of life. I know there's like certain clothes that I'm like, okay, that, that really doesn't work for me anymore. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with me and my body just because this clothes no longer works for this stage of life that I'm in, you know? And so it's okay that if we evolve and change, I want you to feel like you have permission to do that too. And there's nothing wrong with you. If you don't fit in all the same clothes that you fit in before, or if you don't feel good in all the same clothes that you felt good in before, but that can just be another way to think about as a potential measure of progress. Number seven is how do you, I think this is one of the most important things. And so let's not, this is not in any particular order. I was just kind of going in like the flow of what makes sense. But number seven, and probably one of the most important things is how do you feel in your strength, can you lift more weight? Can you carry your kids around without any, you know, leaking or problems? Can you? Are you faster? Are workouts that you used to struggle with are they easier for you now? Are you more confident in your strength and in the gym? Yeah. Do you have do you have less symptoms? In especially your core and pelvic health. Can you lift more weight? Can you do workouts more intensely? Can you run more with more distance, uh, faster pace? Do you have more range of motion with lifting? So how are you feeling in your strength? And can you, do you feel more confident in all of that? That's an amazing, amazing measure of progress. And oftentimes we, we neglect that because we focus so much on how we look rather than how we feel with exercise. And then similarly, number eight is more so functioning throughout the day. So less in like our workouts themselves, that's more of number seven is like when we're actually working out, when we're doing hard, physical demanding things, um, whether it's in our daily life, whether it's in our jobs, whether it's in our motherhood. And then the other one is more so like day-to-day stuff. Do we feel less pain or discomfort in maybe our low back, maybe in our lower body, maybe in our core or our pelvic floor? Or do we have? Are we experiencing soreness or less soreness maybe? Are we feeling less stress on certain parts of our body? Do we feel more resilient as a whole as we just go throughout the day-to-day life? And then number nine is how do you feel in your energy? Do you feel like you have more energy throughout the day? Do you feel more focused, mentally sharp, productive? Do you feel... Like you have consistent energy throughout your day. A bit different. Number 10 is how do you feel in your mood and your attitude? Do you feel less stressed, less anxious? Those are incredible, incredible metrics to pay attention to when we're focusing on exercise habits, exercise routine, consistency, the type of exercise, all those kinds of things. Taking care of ourselves physically is going to impact our energy and our mood, our attitude, our perspective, and our level of stress as well. Number 11 is, do you feel less self-conscious about your body in photos or out in public, in your clothes? Do you feel more confident in your body? Maybe it's not in public, but maybe it's in private, in intimacy with your husband. Do you feel like you have less of a distorted body image? Do you feel like you're placing less of your worth and your identity in the kind of pressure to bounce back? Or do you feel like you're weighing the looking like you just had a baby or not looking like you just had a baby as less of an achievement in your mind? Are you growing in your relationship with your body and its stretch marks, its loose skin, and any other physical evidence of your motherhood and the miracle that grew inside of you, the new life that was brought forth through you? Do you feel like you are growing in your relationship in either neutral or positive direction with each of those? Those are incredible, incredible measures of progress. They're not external, but they're internal. It's how you're thinking about it, how you're feeling about it, what's going on in your heart and your mind and in your relationship with yourself and with your body. Honestly, I think that's even more important than any of the external metrics that we could ever experience. Number 12 is consistency and exercise. And I just want to say with the last one too, it really does not matter how fit we are or how much we prioritize fitness, how big of a part of our life it is, how much we achieve in our fitness, how healthy quote-unquote we are if our fitness and our health is imprisoning us. If we are trapped by it, if we are trapped in obsessive, restrictive, um, extreme relationships with food, with exercise, with our bodies, then we are not actually healthy. And I was there for a really long time, my friend, and so if you're stuck in any of those places, I just want to encourage you that you don't have to stay stuck, and you can continue to move out of that place. And it takes, it takes intentionality, it takes continually allowing yourself to think about things differently to reframe a lot of these deeply ingrained cultural narratives and societal narratives and even some of the narratives maybe from your either sports environments that you've had growing up or your um, job environment maybe if you're in a if you're in the military or a similar profession that takes a lot of a lot of pride in and focuses a lot on fitness and body um, composition and all of these things but I I know that there's healing that can continue to happen for you. And so I'm just holding, holding a lot of belief in that for you, in that possibility, and in that hope for you um, until you are able to experience that fully. So you are worthy of that and do not allow yourself to settle for anything less. All right, number 12 is consistency and exercise. So looking at a measure of progress as is your current routine is your current routine getting easier and easier? Is your body becoming more accustomed to it? Is it becoming more of like a, a just part of your life and a part of who you are and your identity and who you decide to show up as and who you decide to be? Does it feel like there's less resistance against that kind of establishment of A habit of exercise, even in the messiness, I I really encourage you like, even in the messiness of daily life and motherhood and your kids climbing on you and all of those things, it doesn't have to look perfect, but does it feel easier and like it's becoming more of who you are now as a mother, too? Not just maybe who you used to be and what it used to look like and how it used to feel and how it might have used to be perfect in your eyes, but now is it part of, are you embracing it as part of your motherhood experience, too? Number 13 is. Are you exercising more for fun for how it makes you feel and less about punishment for your body or about how it will change or fix your body or those kinds of things? Are you exercising more because of how it makes you feel and how it makes you show up to the people and things that matter most in your life and less about how it makes you look? That's what I want you to aim for. And that's a beautiful, beautiful way to measure progress. Kind of where are you on that spectrum of your intentions behind, your mindset behind exercise? Number 14 is are you nourishing your body consistently as you're normal? Are you stressing about food, calorie counting, or are you Alright, I had to pause there. Hope <laughs> the little guy he was he was napping in the car. So let's begin again. So are you stressing less about food, calorie counting? Are you eating more intuitively and mindfully? Are you more attuned to your hunger cues? Are you noticing when your body's hungry and honoring it by eating then? Are you trusting your body when it tells you it's hungry rather than judging it or restricting or obsessing over it? Is your eating driven by rules, guilt, or deprivation? Or is it, do you feel free around food? Are you pausing or eating more intuitively instead of reactively or mindlessly snacking? Are you feeling your fullness? Are you able to leave food on your plate? Are you eating till you're comfortably full and then finishing eating when you get to that point? Have you discovered which foods keep you full and which don't? So are those all part of your normal, just day-to-day relationship with food and with nourishing your body? Or do you feel the stress around food? And the number 15 really takes us a step further and is about, do you have a really mature relationship with food? Do you see it both as fuel, which it is, but also a source of connection, of celebration, are you able to enjoy it without guilt, shame, or feeling like you have to compensate for it? Do you you know, eat foods that are delicious, tasty, satisfying to you, and also nourishing for your body? Instead of constantly thinking about food when you'll eat how much or what you can and can't eat, do you feel like you can actually enjoy it? Can you turn down foods that are offered to you? Can you eat all sorts of foods without feeling guilty around it? Do you eat and move on with your day? Does food have a sort of control over you? your day and your your self-image is is that dictated by how good or bad you eat quote-unquote do you are you seeing a decrease maybe in your cravings because of your exercise habits um is your you know do you trust does your body know and trust that you're going to feed it and not restrict it and are you able to keep those quote-unquote trigger foods around in your house and feel a sense of inner safety and trust yourself around it Whatever off-limit food there was for you, do you f- still feel like you need to binge around it, or do you feel like you can control yourself around it? So, those are all signs and things to think about when it comes to a more mature relationship with food, which is an amazing measure of progress. And then, number 16 is also related to food: are we no longer using food to fill spiritual, emotional, or other physical voids? Are we using food as a coping mechanism with emotions or are we finding new ways to cope with difficult emotions? Maybe, you know, food used to be our main coping mechanism, but we're moving out of that habit. I want you to focus on expanding your toolbox for when you feel sad, anxious, stressed, bored, overwhelmed, lonely, whatever it may be that tends to cause you to binge or overeat or to really self-sabotage when it comes to your nutrition and your habits, instead turning to more healthy ways to fill those voids. Number 17 is looking at what are those other positive, healthy things you've been adding to your life and not just focusing on the weight you're losing. You know, how are you showing up for yourself and for your family in healthy, even healthier ways? And this is just something to think about as far as holistic health goes. So we're expanding and expanding our aperture to look beyond just numbers on the scale. Number 18 has your sleep quality been increasing? Are you sleeping more soundly? And, you know, we might not always be able to control our total number of hours of sleep or how, you know, whether or not our sleep is broken as mothers of young babies. I know because I'm always waking up throughout the night with William and even Matthew, oftentimes. But, you know, are we, are we taking care of our sleep quality to the extent that it's possible? You know, are we looking at sleep hygiene? Are we sleeping more soundly because we're less stressed and anxious? Are we sleeping more soundly because we have exercised regularly and consistently throughout our week? Um, and, and those things can really impact it and be awesome measures of progress as well number 19 are we more confident in general you know do we have that improved body image improved self-worth are we feeling we're at home in our body and in whatever shape and stage it is in do we know that life is a journey and and we're meant to change to include our bodies and do we know that our body and we in general are inherently good in every single season in every single shape and size are we letting go of what the world idolizes even you know even what our profession might place our, our worth and value in is our confidence, you know, physically, mentally, everything, is it bleeding into how we, you know, serve in our relationships and our job and our daily interactions? Did we go a day or even a few hours without thinking about our weight, our body, our what we'll eat, what when we'll exercise? How are we speaking to ourselves? The words we're using about ourselves, what are we thinking about? You know, living a healthy life means that we can show up as a best version of ourselves now in this stage of our life to do what God has called us to do right now. So can we care for our children and play with them as we want to, you know, without symptoms, without challenges or feeling restricted in that? Can we carry them around when needed to include, you know, maybe like holding a a very heavy baby and a toddler at the same time and all of our luggage when we're in the airport because we have to travel apart from our husband because that's dual military life or whatever it might be for you, you know, are are those things that you can do in day-to-day life? Can you meet the demands of your job? Can you perform well in in the daily physical requirements of of military service and military life? Can you get through your workday without needing a nap or running on coffee and caffeine to survive your day? Um, Whether it's work day or or in motherhood in general, can you be out in public or on social media without comparing yourself and your body to other women? Can you be intimate with your husband without feeling embarrassed by your body or like it's not beautiful enough to be worthy of love? Can you go to the gym or look in the mirror or at pictures without beating yourself up or feeling ashamed of your body for, you know, something that doesn't, you feel like is not good enough or how it might look different now as a mother? Can you appreciate and admire all that it's done and truly see the beauty and the dignity in how it looks? Giving glory to god for the wisdom and the goodness and how he's created our bodies do we see those changes in our behavior and our thoughts and our relationships and in, in that level of confidence those are the ways that it flows out into every area of our life and so it's this process of growing you know more detached from again what the world defines as progress and looking more at at placing our identity in the lord which is unshakable it, it means that our worth is unshakable And it gives us this Holy Spirit-led confidence that's not going to be dependent on the shifting numbers on the scale in a day-to-day or even in the different seasons of life and motherhood. So that confidence is what I'm talking about. God-sized confidence. Holy Spirit-led confidence. And then the last one, number 20, is measuring progress by looking at your wins, big and small, and celebrating them, writing them down, taking note, and a big part of this is also, you know, caring for yourself in and, and all of those ways, both the exercise, the eating, everything that's becoming your normal, your lifestyle that you're really embracing as a mother. I want you to celebrate those wins and even look at like how consistently you're celebrating your wins and, and really giving yourself the time to recognize, like give glory to God in his faithfulness. Those are things that we can take time for, and that's an amazing measure of progress too. So don't be afraid to celebrate those tiny wins and the big wins all along the way. All right, those are your 20, and I hope that those were helpful for you in giving you a different way of thinking about this, giving you a different way of, of looking at some things that you can shoot for and aim for over the course of this new year. These are signs of progress in the physical realm, but also the mental, emotional, spiritual realm. So don't get so wrapped up in those numericals that you lose sight of your overall health. At the end of the day, your worth is not in the number on the scale or your aesthetic progress, what your body looks like, your body's appearance, and even you know in your performance either. And... our high performance enhanced performance is going to happen when we optimize our health and we're going to be able to serve our families and our communities at the highest level and make the impact that we're created for when we take care of ourselves in a holistic way and we recognize this mind body soul integration so balance is all about it's not either or it's much more about an integration a harmony a wholeness and holiness because that's how God created us so I pray that this blessed you and if you're pregnant or postpartum you want to get after your goals if you want to get back to the fitness test if you want to pursue progress in a well-rounded way postpartum that does get you back to where you want to be but also honors the whole person the whole motherhood experience navigating military life or the juggling act of your career in motherhood or whatever it may be i got you so go check out my postpartum program strong and resilient it is for you my friend if this resonates with you and you want to see those measurable forms of progress but you also want to take care of your health in a holistic way And then I also want to invite you to join me in my upcoming workshop that is all about how we set goals, how we focus on making New Year's resolutions with God at the center. So go ahead and check that out below, and I can't wait to see you there.